Okay, it's the English Teacher John Show, number 32. Let's do it. A big English teacher, John, welcome to all of you listeners and learners. My name is John Coons, and I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. I'm now a long way from home as I live in Matsumoto, Japan, with my wife Tomoko. And you might hear Tomoko in the background doing some things in the kitchen. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, and it is a snowy morning here in Matsumoto. I just took a walk and admired the lovely soft white blanket of Heaven's Powder. Fresh snow. I now feel refreshed and ready to get to work. So let's go! I'll start off by mentioning our brand new podcast. It's called the What's Up Podcast. The What's Up Podcast. And it's a little different than the English Teacher John Show. In the What's Up Podcast, I'll speak at a more natural pace. And also, I'll put a transcript, the text, of each podcast on the My English blog at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. I've received some very positive comments about the new podcast, and, well, I hope you like it, and I hope it helps you with your English. In today's podcast, we'll have a short language segment, then some idioms, after the idioms, we'll hear an interview. And finally, we'll have some greetings and talk about email. And we'll also take a look at our Frapper map. We had a misunderstanding. We had a little mix-up. Say what? Today's quick lesson is about misunderstandings. You talked about something or made a plan with a friend or a group of friends. But it wasn't completely understood or clear to at least one of the people or groups that were involved in the conversation, the project, or the plan. You had a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding. A mix-up. A mix-up. All of the people connected or involved in the plan didn't have the same idea about what was talked about or agreed on. You had a misunderstanding. Let's listen to a little misunderstanding that happened this past Sunday be between the group of us that went skiing. We were a little late. What time did we start today? 
10.30. Yeah, we started a little bit late. We had a little mix-up. We had a little misunderstanding and mix-up. What happened? We, we were waiting at the ticket window and where were you waiting for us? Uh, the parking lot. In the parking <laughs> lot. Now, why were you waiting in the parking lot? Because uh, you, I thought you would come to the parking lot, and uh, you would phone, uh, call my cater, cell phone. Yeah. But what problem did we have? What's the reason that I can't call your cater cell phone? The friend uh, forgot the paper. <laughs> and <laughs> what's my problem? Why can I not call you on the on the cell phone? You don't have cell phone. Yes, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Not bad. Is a good is a cell phone helpful or not helpful? Helpful is no. key result. I disagree. Desperate. No, it makes you busier. I think it makes uh, you busier. I say a cell phone is not necessary. Ski resort. Convenient only convenient. for ski resort. Uh, ski resort especially. And what what else is a cell phone good for? Uh driving resort. Uh, uh, more than one car group group driving group, in a group yeah. you should be driving not talking on the phone <laughs> all right well let's get off the lift here yeah. and uh, what are we gonna do now what 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 are we doing now oh, skiing skiing and having lunch In Japan, cell phones are called keitais. You heard us talk about the keitai. That means cell phone in Japanese. Yes, we certainly had a little misunderstanding at the ski area. One group of friends was waiting in the parking lot, and the other group was waiting by the ticket window. We couldn't find each other for about 30 minutes. No problem! It was just a small misunderstanding. It was just a small mix-up. One group thought the plan was to meet in the parking lot. But the other group thought that the plan was to meet at the ticket window. It was a misunderstanding. It was a mix-up. Hey, what is that flying so low? Oh no, watch out. Here comes today's idiom. We have two idiom groups today, and they're both very informal. You can use them with friends but you cannot use them in everyday English situations. Blew it! Blow it! He blew it! They really blew it! Hey, don't blow it! He had just one chance to make the team, and he blew it! I think you can understand the meaning here. It means to do poorly at something, or to fail at something, or fail to perform at something. You didn't succeed. You didn't do well. You didn't meet your goal.
You blew it. Hey, don't worry. We all blow it sometimes. You can also say messed up. She had to hand in her paper yesterday, but she forgot. She really messed up. She really blew it. How about if you succeed? You did it. You nailed it. You aced it. You did great. You did very well. You nailed it. You aced it. You did an excellent job. Okay, did someone say practice time? Oh no. Oh yes, yes, yes. Please try these. Repeat them. Say them out loud. We'll do some practice with all of the language we learned today. Okay, let's go. We had a little misunderstanding. There was a mix-up, and I had to wait for two hours. David had a misunderstanding with his wife. Hey, you blew it! That was a good chance for her, but she blew it. She messed up. They really messed up. I think he blew it. Great job! You nailed it. She aced the test. She aced it. It was a very tough exam, but I think I aced it. I think I aced it. Hey, you did a great job. You did an excellent job. Please remember that the idioms "blow it," "blew it," "nailed it," "aced it" are more slang than everyday English. You can use them with friends, but but they are not really appropriate for most speaking or writing situations. Well, that's enough idiom work for today. I'll put these idioms on the expression list, and you can find the link on our blog. You are listening to the English Teacher John Show. A few days ago, I spoke with one of my friends, who happens to also be an English student of mine.
And I think you'll see that he is a soft-spoken and very interesting person. Let's listen. Well, today is uh, Thursday, February 2nd, 2006. And I'm sitting here with my friend uh, Hiroshi, who's also one of my evening English students. Good evening, Hiroshi. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, We are at the hospital where Hiroshi works. So um, let's find out a little bit about Hiroshi tonight. Hiroshi, um, why don't you tell us uh, where you're from and uh, a little bit about yourself, what you do and that kind of stuff. Okay, uh, I'm from Japan, Gifu Prefecture, which is next to Nagano, east of Nagano, I don't know, west of Nagano. Mm, yeah, Nagano is the prefecture where, where I live now. Yep, where, where we live. We. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nagano is the uh, state or prefecture where Matsumoto is. Okay. Uh, let's see. I am a physical therapist. I've been doing this for three years now. I was worked for an orthopedic department for the first year, and then I went to home rehabilitation section for the second year. Now I'm working for a stroke unit. Mm, for the stroke unit? So, yeah. <clears throat> so the stroke unit, a stroke is um, a serious condition like a heart attack, except with a, a brain. brain, right? So uh, you said you're a physical therapist. So what kinds of things? I, I don't know. I, I, you told me before a little bit about physical therapy. What, what do you do exactly as a physical therapist? Well, uh, physical therapists help people who have some kind of disability. For example, if he or she had a stroke and then he, you, they usually have a Paralysis, how do you say? Paralysis. Paralysis. Or partial paralysis, Paralysis, right? Yeah. So we help them to walk or help their movement of the body. Mm. So mostly it's helping them to walk? What I do is mostly walk, help them to walk. Mm. And so... Uh, actually, my grandfather had a stroke uh, many, 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 many years ago. He's, uh, he's since passed away. But yeah, I remember he lost some movement. He couldn't, he couldn't walk for a while. I think he, later on he, he could walk a little bit, but not certainly very well. So you are, you are um, doing exercises with them? or um, What kinds of things do you do to help somebody regain their ability to walk? Well, the most important thing is uh, usually we, what we do is very simple mm-hmm. because sometimes they also lose their cognition or probably have a mental problem that we, they can follow our uh, order or, you know, if I say do this, do that, they don't understand. So we keep trying to do them to do very simple thing. Oh, that, well, so that uh, which, and also uh, keeps their muscle strength 
or increase their movement. So what we do is uh, just standing. We do standing from a chair, standing up. You know, standing, standing up from a chair. Chair and sitting down, standing up and sitting down. We do uh, maybe hundred times. Really, in in a hundred times in a session, and then will they see? Will you see them every day and do this kind of thing with them every day? Right. So you're going around to different patients, patients mostly stroke vi victims, so, yes. and doing these kinds of standing up or take simple steps. Ari, what's Ari stage with a stroke. They usually they cannot stand up just by yourself, right. by themselves. So we help them to stand up. And, but if they do continue every day, they can, every, they are become able to stand up just by themselves. So if they get that level, we start walking exercise. So we help hold them and start walking. Wow. And then what mm. we do is mostly teach them pattern of walking. Hmm. So they have to learn again how to walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So what what ages are these uh, stroke victims? For example, what's an average age or what age group? Uh, maybe around around 70. Yeah, so you're working with older people yes. most of the time. Yeah. And it, but you do get younger people that have strokes sometimes. I asked you this before. Sometimes in like, their mm. yeah, 50s. In the fifties. Wow. Um, is there any? Do you ever like do swimming or that kind of thing? Can can you? I would we don't do that. Mm. Swimming. No, I was just thinking that sometimes being in the water and maybe it would stimulate the, the nerves or the muscles. And we used to have the pool mm. in this facility, hospital, but it's kind of takes time, <laughs> you know. Oh, really? They have to change. We have to change too. Right. Um, Hiroshi, let's let's move it to uh, first of all. What are your hobbies? What kind of things? Uh, let's let's move away from the job a little bit. Let's go from work to play. Uh, what what kind of things do you like to do? I I know one of them because we've done it together. <laughs> I love to ski. Me too. I I should say Hiroshi is a very very good skier and he, he has a an interesting history. Um, so where um, you started ski the area that you're from in Japan, Gifu, uh, is that a skiing area in Japan? Yes. It's not famous, but we have some small ski areas. Mm. Ski resort. How old were you when you started skiing? I think six years old, when I was six years old. Started at age six. Wow. And uh, what, besides Japan, have you skied in other places? Yeah. I was skied in the United States, in Canada, in Switzerland. Uh, in the U.S.? Yes. Canada and, and Switzerland. And I know, um, well, I have to ask you, besides skiing, um, I think you also picked up a little bit of English when you were in the States. <laughs> Uh, tell us about, people might be interested to know about your English skills. Did you, at what age did you start studying English here in Japan? Well, in, in Japan we start, everyone has to study when they get in a junior high school. 
many as you know, you know, Japanese English curriculum is not good because they just teach us how to read or mm. you know, focus on grammar too much. So by the time I was graduated from the high school, I couldn't speak English at all. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> is it true? Serious. And uh, Hiroshi, how old are you? Just so we have a reference point. I'm 20. I mean, <laughs> 33 years old. <laughs> 20, 23, 33? Uh, 33. You're 33, <laughs> and I'm 10 more than you. Uh, so at what point um, you, you stayed in the States for, uh, for how long? I, I forget. Around five years. Ah, so you, were, you were there five years, and where exactly were you? I was in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, which is famous for what? Uh, skiing. <laughs> skiing, and uh, what, what uh, event did they have there? The, the oh, Olympics. Yeah. Last Olympics, Winter Olympics. That's right, it was, right? 2002. This year's in Torino, and uh, four years ago was in Salt Lake City. So, what were you doing there? Speaking English? Um, I was looking for girlfriends and skiing. <laughs> uh, what, what exactly were you doing uh, in Salt Lake City? Well, I was uh, I was ski instructor over there. I mean, I became a ski instructor in the United States. Wow! Excellent. And I so went to University of Utah. I graduated from there. Hmm. Did, did you go four years to the university there in Utah? Four years. Yeah, I forget. What did you study? I studied exercise and sports science. Exercise and sports science? Ah, that's right. Yeah, you did tell me. I'd forgotten your, uh, your major. So did, let me ask you, did you do more studying or more skiing? Which activity did you do more? I did both. Yeah. In summer, I concentrated in the study, but <laughs> in the winter, the winter, I just skied. Did you have classes in the winter? I did. Yeah, but I went to night class. Ah, daytime skiing and nighttime That's studying. Was hard. Yes. Were Were you wide awake for your classes at night? What did you say? Were you wide awake? If you were skiing all day, were you able to study? No problem in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Because I was young <laughs> that time, so. Ah, really? Yeah. Uh, How old were you when you were there? Twenty. I was. I went to there when I was twenty-one. Ah. Okay. So. Five years, twenty-six. Yeah, a good age, full of energy. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking before. Uh, you had to make some decision. You were there five years, and you had a pretty good. You had a job offer, an interesting uh, possibility or option. And what was that? It was uh, one of the most famous ski resort. It's called uh, what's that? I forgot the name. Anyway, near the Park City. Hmm. Which you told me but was a Deer Valley. Deer Valley, yeah. Uh, and what was the job offer? Ski instructor. Ski instructor. <laughs> Did it involve any of your your studies? You studied uh, sports and uh, exercise. So was it connected to any of those skills, or was it just skiing? Ski just instructor. Skiing, just, just skiing. And so you, at the time, you had to choose. What, what were your uh, possibilities? What were your options? You could, you could be a ski instructor or what else? Oh, well, I could go to physical therapy graduate school in University of Utah or I came back to Japan and then go to physical therapy school here. So you, you had three choices. 
be a ski instructor at one of the top resorts or um, stay in Utah and uh, go to graduate school or return to Japan. So what do you think he did? <laughs> That's a tough one. What did you do? Came back to Japan. I don't know. He was good decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, your life is a little different, right? You were yeah. a single man、uh, when you were in the states. And what's your family situation now? I got married four four years ago, and I have two kids, two daughters now. Older is three, and the younger is one years old now. Are they skiing yet? My older. Daughter started skiing this year. Wow! But、nice. she more likes to do slide, sledding, sledding,、yeah. sledding and sliding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice!、Uh, do you have any plans to、uh, take your family to Utah one day and visit the places that from your youth, from your wild and crazy skiing youth? <laughs> well, my our honeymoon was. We went to Utah. Ah, how many years ago was that? Well, four years when we get married. So,、oh, no. so you you were you were back once. Yeah, I went to we went to Utah and then drive down to what's it、uh, Monument Valley. Monument Valley.、Uh, oh yeah, it's a nice、Canyon. place. I've been there. And then drive to Las Vegas, and then fly to fly to Japan. We go to Japan. Oh, nice. So, sometime in the future, you might make it back there. Yeah, good luck to you. All right. Well, we wish you luck in getting back there. And、uh, Hiroshi, thank you very much for talking to us. You're welcome. Take、thank、care. Bye bye. Bye. It's time to take a look at our email. I'm always happy to receive your email, and remember, you can send it to podcast at englishteacherjohn.com, or you can just go to the bottom of the podcast page and send in the form. So, first of all, I received email from Mostafa in Tehran, Iran.、Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And、uh, let's see. We、uh, Son Sao from Vietnam、um, asked about the subjunctive, so I will try to include something about the subjunctive in one of our future lessons. Thanks for that email.、Uh, Mark、uh, lives in Boston. Uh, sorry, Wor-、uh, Worcester, Mass. And、uh, his wife is Thai, and he's happy to、uh, find. He had. He was happy to find the. English teacher John show and、uh, turn his wife onto it. So, thanks for your email, Mark, and I hope your wife is learning. <laughs> I got a quick message from Frank in Boston and、uh, Murat in Turkey.、Uh, thanks for that. He asked about think big, so I'll have to explain that later. Uh, Vera from Brazil. I like very much because I have to learn English faster, and it's easy to hear or read your lessons. Thanks, Vera.、Uh, 
Um, let's see. I, I got a really nice email from Olga in Russia. She liked the What's Up podcast. She said, uh, I find this way of learning English to be very pleasant. So thank you very much. She also told me about the Morning Stories podcast at WGBH.org. Um, which I think may be a little difficult, but uh, I've listened to a few. I think it's a good one. The Morning Stories podcast. Thank you, Olga. And uh, Thiago from Brazil uh, sent me an email. And Mika in Finland. Thank you. Uh, Rasto from Slovakia. This podcast is really great. And uh, we have to explain the difference between should and ought to. Well, um, they are very, very similar. There's really not much difference between should and ought to. They are very, very similar. Thank you, Rasto. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, we have a message from a very nice email from Kiki, who lives in Sapporo in Japan. Um Yesterday was the first time I went to your website, and uh, she she found the website useful. Uh, she likes the way I like the way you teach us and talk to us. I would like to express my gratitude to your efforts. Please keep teaching us. So, uh, a very nice email from Kiki in Sapporo. Uh, let's see. I know I got a few more. Uh, yeah, the, the one more, uh, I have a, an email from Bartos. Thank you so much for your efforts. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Uh, for long journeys in the car. And, uh, uh, Tom, sorry, it's Thomas. And Thomas is in Germany. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, Amadal in New York. I enjoyed learning from your lessons can help me to improve my English. Thank you, Amadou. And uh, one more email from Kiki, who talked about her, the Yuki Matsuri Festival, or Snow Festival, that is in Sapporo, Hokkaido, Japan. Uh, it's a very nice time up there. They have lots of snow, and they have these great ice carvings. So very nice. And she mentioned once again, the podcast is really useful for me. Uh, Thank you, Kiki. Thank you all for your email. And uh, I accept all comments, good and bad. Please feel free to say something good, something bad, whatever's on your mind. I, uh, it all helps me. I try to make a good show. And uh, all of your comments, positive and negative, please send them to podcast at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Thank you. How about the English Teacher John Group Frapper Map? F-R-A-P-P-R dot com. You can find the links from uh, the My English blog and also from the podcast page. I also created a very new uh, English Teacher John Japan group. So that's uh, under English Teacher John Japan. You can find the link from the podcast Japanese page. That's the podcast page that is in Japanese. There's a link to our Frapper Japan map. Okay, quickly, um, thanks for putting your hometown pins on our map. 
Uh, let's just say quickly thanks to Fabri in Salamanca, Spain. And we have Limerick in Poland, Lulu in Poland, Dimitri in Germany, Christine in Belgium, Ismiel from uh, Santa Cruz do, do, del Sol in uh, Brazil, and Agnieszka in Poland, Balas in Hungary, and I see uh, we have Daniele from Milano in Italia. Ciao! Come va? <laughs> ho parlato, uh, ho studiato un po' d'italiano, uh, però sono molti anni che non lo parlo. Uh, L'ho dimenticato un po'. <laughs> so, ciao and uh, thank you, Daniele. Uh, Michael or Michal from uh, Poland? Michal? I'm not sure. And uh, Gab from Ontario, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Thank you very much for the Frapper Pins. Uh, also, great photos. Mikal, Daniele, Ismail, Christine, Lori. I am looking at the photos on our Frapper page. Uh, very nice. Uh, Christine on a bicycle. Uh, Lori or Lauri and uh, Fabri. I can see uh, looks like uh, Sopon and Antonio, Marco. Nice photos on the page. Let me just look on the third page here. Uh, Taba sent a photo before, Julian or Julian, Ashir, Ignacio, uh, Andrian and Aitami from the Canary Islands. Uh, great photos. Thank you, everyone. Well, are you tired of hearing my voice yet? I think you must be. Uh, it's a little bit of a long show again today. I just can't stop sometimes. So thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for your emails and your uh, Frapper Map pins. Uh, special thanks to Martin Chennault for providing all of the music for the English Teacher John Show. Okay, have a great week. I am out of here. Oops, I forgot to mention... A big thank you to Hiroshi for the interview. Arigato gozaimashita!